1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: There's so many people that live vicariously through you. I would give anything
3: tonight to jump in one of these uniforms with you guys.
4: Do something I never had an opportunity to do. My father never saw me play. You played for your fathers tonight.
3: No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Win on three. One, two, three. Are Here are your hosts... Past W.F.C.A. president and head coach at Milwaukee Vincent Tom Swiddle,
4: and the fans' high school insider Big Time Mike McGivern. We're the boys. Welcome to the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show, presented by your local Pick and Save Stores on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Coach Tom Swiddle. Tom, how you doing? We're doing great. Man, you sound great. Uh, that's that's uh, perfect. You, you're at next level today, correct?
5: That's correct. I'm in uh, Brad Arnett's office and uh, I'm on speakerphone, so I hope everything uh, sounds good on your end. But uh, boy, the combine's already going, Mike, and it's just teeming with activity.
4: Well, I can tell you this: that uh, the offensive linemen, the big boys, are out there right now, and and uh, they're pretty much uh, wrapping up, I think, and we're getting the defensive linemen. They're in the middle, and then linebackers, their registration starts at 11, and they get going at 11.45. Uh, man, big crowd. I, I'm sure that we we capped out. We talked two weeks ago, and you were pretty much capped out at that point uh, as far as the amount of kids that uh, can come through.
5: Yeah, we capped we it at uh, 525. So that's the official number, as I understand it, at the moment.
4: Wow unbelievable we are also joined by Paul Ackley he's the southern vice president of the WFCA and he's from the McFarland area hey paul how you doing
6: i'm doing well thank you
4: yeah you bet hey um being involved now with the WFCA how long have you been uh involved as a member and and now as the southern vp how long have you been involved with the w- WFCA
6: well, I started coaching high school football in 1997 up at Onalaska while I was still a student at uh, UW La Crosse. So, my first coaching experience was with Dieter Antoni, longtime coach at Onalaska and uh, active member in the WFCA, Hall of Fame member, I believe. And then from there on out, it was uh, a few little stops. I had a stop in Altoona, and then I coached seven years, six years, I'm sorry, at Sun Prairie with Coach uh, Hahn and now Coach Kaminsky. And then got the head coaching role in McFarland in 2005. So this will be my, I did my math right, I'm, this will be my 18th year at McFarland coming up uh, in the fall of 2022. So I've been a member of the WFCA. I remember coming down to the clinic in 1997 with Dieter, driving down in his car uh. with uh, him and Ron Watson and Jim Opperman and some good buddies of mine, uh, and just learning football from them. Uh, my father has been a longtime football coach in the state of Wisconsin for many years. He's part of the Hall of Fame as well. He did uh, all of his coaching uh, at Madison East High School with Coach Kelleher, and so uh, kind of a long road for me. But uh, interested in getting into a leadership role in the WFCA, and feel that I can hopefully bring in some uh, good viewpoints and some good ideas for the for the association. And obviously, want to do the best I can for for football, in Wisconsin.
5: Boy, you know, you- Mike, we're 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 trending younger with our. Uh, recent elections uh old guys like myself we can get out of it now
4: man yeah, that you know what and thank god tom that some of the younger guys are willing to step up and say okay you know what boys you guys did great you you have definitely taken the wfc to a different level you know what let me get involved and and i you know there there are other parts of of sports that younger people aren't getting involved referees and and things like that and umpires that i wish they would and so thank goodness that we have some people some younger guys with the WFCA that can say okay look i'll get involved if you need me
5: yeah it really is and um, my first question that off the air of paul was do you really know what you're getting yourself uh, involved in here? And he says he does, right, Paul?
6: Yeah. No, I'm excited. You know, I just uh, it's, it's a great sport of football. Um, we've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. My coaching, you know, I've, I've coached a lot of different levels. So I feel like I bring in some good experiences. I've been to some smaller schools, some larger schools. We have a good fraternity of coaches in the southern part of the state, you know, in many different areas, a lot of connections to, obviously, the, the coaching fraternity, but also uh, playing days and all that kind of stuff so we I realize it's going to be a big commitment uh as well as being a, a head football coach at McFarland I'm also the athletic director oh boy so um it, it gets to be a busy schedule but I have a great staff and a great community that supports me in McFarland uh good administration and a good board that allow me to do the things that I have passion for
4: do you, do you have uh, you have kids a family
6: Paul I I do yeah thank you for asking I have uh I have two daughters. Uh, one. Senior in high school, graduating here in June, and then a freshman daughter, uh, actively participating in her track season right now. Uh, but, you know, what? what's the good saying there? They say behind every uh, good man is a great woman. Yeah, well, and Obviously, uh, my <laughs> wife Heidi was a, a coach, a swim coach for a long time. Uh, we balanced that, believe it or not, with newborn child uh, when she was the head swim coach at McFarland and I was the head football coach at McFarland <laughs> with a one-year-old. Um, oh my. <laughs> wow. So, uh, oh my. I have a wife that understands it and supports it. Uh doesn't always like it all the time, yeah. but she definitely understands it and supports it and she's been a great a great team player for for me and a great supporter of what I do. Hey,
4: Pay hey, hey, Paul, she's going to get a chance to as she gets to heaven, she'll get a chance to meet uh, Tom's wife and my wife because there's a special place in heaven for coaches' wives. There is. Because trust me, you know, we uh we are non existent sometimes. And I coached basketball a long time. I'm now retired. And my wife said, Hey, after you retired, I thought you'd be home more. And I'm like, Well, I still get to go to games. I'll go to a practice here or there. I'll, you know, all that stuff. And, and there's just a special place. So I, I I appreciate you talking about Heidi and about your daughters because you can't do all this stuff you're doing without them. Well,
6: that is for sure. Uh, you have to have a strong family and a supportive one in that. Hey, Paul, did you play for your dad? I did not, you know, that was the one thing. My dad was never my coach and probably looking back on that, it was probably a good thing. Um, I mean, he, he was a wonderful coach, a very patient man still is, Um, but he coached at Madison and we lived in McFarland. So I, I played actually for Bill Rice. Okay. Um, And Bill was a a great man. Uh, Obviously every, you know, every high school player has fond memories of their coaches. uh, We hope. And uh, I, I always had great memories Bill. Uh, He coached my brother. He coached myself. Uh, Very supportive. He was my teacher in the school and just a great role model for us at McFarland and just put in so much time in McFarland, but also with the WSCA, a past president, uh, very active in the playoff system that we currently have. Uh, And obviously, you know, the Rice family with Pat and Scott and Todd and and Jeff, all the boys have such a, a connection to football in Wisconsin.
5: Well, Paul, so you know, both Mike and I coached our sons. And, oh, nice. and it's been a topic of conversation <laughs> several times on the show through the years. And, uh, you know, on, on the one hand, you missed out on that opportunity. But on the other hand, maybe it was for the, it was for the better. <laughs> yeah. Who knows?
6: Well, the, the funny story is when I got hired at McFarland uh, in 2005, I had one staff, one staff member. I was hired on April 29th of 2005. Um, And so I needed a freshman line coach uh, because I didn't have a freshman line coach. So I called my dad up and I said, Hey dad, can you help me out? He was retired at the time. And I said, you know, I said, Oh yeah, I I can help you out. He said, how long are you thinking? I think, you know, if you can get us through this first two weeks, you know, get the kids ready to go into the season, kind of the two days, that would be great. You know, I could, then I think I can find somebody maybe a teacher coming into the school or whatever. 12 years later, (laughs) uh, my dad decided that at 70, what was he, 76 and 47 seasons on the football field. He said it was probably time for him to be done. Oh boy. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't get coached by my dad, but I had the pleasure of coaching with my dad. Uh, and he was a great mentor to me. Uh, a lot of the players, they loved him to death. He was coach Ackley senior. And I, was, <laughs> I was coach Ackley junior. <laughs>
5: well, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure your players made that distinction oh, often. Very, right. Yes,
6: They did very much so.
4: Yeah. That, you know what? That's awesome. Hey, Um, Paul, let's talk about the importance of the WFCA and and the things that that they do for football coaches around the state. Obviously, with you getting involved in it, you understand the importance of this umbrella, the WFCA, that that helps and guides and directs and does great things for for the, the football coaches in the state of Wisconsin. And obviously, you're a firm believer in their mission statement and what they do.
6: Absolutely. I think any anytime that you have a group of people, whether it's teachers, coaches, administrators, athletic directors, whatever it might be, having an association where you can have uh, you can have support, you can have mentorship, you can have guidance. You can have direction. You can have an opportunity to get together as a fraternity or a sorority and have those chances of sitting down and kind of discussing topics. And one thing that I find, whether it's in the WFCA or if it's in the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association or even in the WIAA, you're talking about the same things, right? I mean, I I might be a, a coach up in Altoona, Wisconsin or Rhinelander, Wisconsin, but those coaches are dealing with the same issues and need the same types of support from an association, even down in Platteville or Cuba city or Milwaukee area. So I think anytime that you can get a group of people together, having the same common goals, working towards the same thing, and you're not always going to agree. We know that. I mean, we're coaches, we have differences of opinions and ideas, but anytime you can get an association that can support your coaches, build mentorship programs and have guidance for your, for your people that have been there for a long time, but then also coming up through the ranks, it's a huge, huge asset and benefit to any young coach or even veteran coach.
5: That's a that's a great outlook, Paul, and um, certainly you bring many different perspectives to your role as vice president, which I think is just going to make the WFCA better. I'm just wondering, is there, you know, a lot of times you you run for office or, you you know, you want to do something because you have an ax to grind, and and I'm certainly not implying that you've got an ax to grind, but are you coming in with any ideas? You know the association. You've been involved for a long, long time. You know, where would you like to see the association go? What kinds of things do you want to see happen in the future for the WFCA?
6: Well, I think we touched on it earlier. I think, you know, Tom, you mentioned it. It, It's about getting our younger coaches involved. Uh, It's hard. It's really hard at this time of their lives, where they're maybe a a new job, uh, a a new relationship, uh, family, kids, uh, a wife that's working more, obviously, and and maybe not able to stay home and and those types of things that come up. So I think it's about kind of reaching out and, and not that the guys that are in these positions now haven't done that. It's just, we need to try to incorporate that as much as possible uh, and just continue to make this association an extremely strong one, which it is, it will continue to be. We've laid a great foundation. I mean, we look at our past executive directors of Dick Rundle and now Dan Brunner. I mean, what great guidance they have given us and and foresight, they have given us and vision. So those are the things that I think, you know, there's going to be some things changing in, in football in Wisconsin. I mean, the the playoff talk is coming about about where do we want to go with this playoff format? Do do we just want to stay with the 224 that get in? Or do we want to broaden that? Do we want to look into something? Conference realignment. When we finally the state has come down and said, hey, we're going to, we're going to align football in conference only uh, brackets or conferences. And I think that's really helped out in many of the schools to keep their programs alive the the expansion of eight-man football has been drastic i mean it's just been crazy especially kind of in that southwest portion of our state where we've seen this this grow immensely yeah and it's keeping programs alive it's not, it's not 11-man football but it's eight-man football it's football in wisconsin and and that's where we have to be as an organization association we have to support all of those and and i so i don't really have necessarily a set vision or or by any means an axe to grind or an agenda. Um, or an agenda, because yeah. uh, I do agree with that. I think people get onto a, a boards of, of some kinds to do that. I guess I've been taught in life i got two ears and one mouth, and I try to use them accordingly. I want to try to listen a little bit more than I talk, because I think the people that are in the seats right now have good ideas, and hopefully I can bring some more um, initiative and ideas to the program and the association.
4: Yeah, that's you know what, that's perfect. And, and Paul, we're going to ask you to come on again, uh, maybe later in the year or during my my uh, high school football show once the season starts, because there's a lot of questions that, that I would love to be able to ask you, uh, being in the McFarland area and, and the statement you just talked about as far as playoffs and things like that, but we'll save that for another time. Um, enjoy the Combine, and it's really good to, to meet you, and thanks for coming on.
6: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it very much.
4: Yeah, you bet. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break. New head football coach at UW-Flatville, Ryan Munns, is going to join us. Looking forward to to having him on. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little
7: or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
4: Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan, I am Mike McGivern, my co-host, head football coach at Milwaukee Vincent. He's Tom Swiddle, and he is out at Next Level. It's the WFCA Combine Day, and uh, sometimes you hear it in the background. I'll tell you what, I'd love to be out there. I'm looking forward to being able to to get out there one day again, and it's just a really great day for not only for, for high school football players in this area, uh, throughout the state of Wisconsin, but then the chance to 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 have some college coaches come in, and we are now joined by Ryan Munts, who is the new head football coach at UW Platteville. Hey, coach, how you doing?
8: Good. How are you guys doing today?
4: I, I'm doing great man nice and dry by you and dry by me but it's pouring out I can tell you that
8: <laughs> yeah, that's why it's nice to have this thing inside you don't yeah. have to worry about mother nature
4: well you guys hey you football coaches are supposed to be tough us basketball coaches are the we're the <laughs> yeah. soft ones we <laughs> yeah, like to be nice to and
8: big puffy jackets these days yeah right?
4: that, like to be nice and warm in the gymnasium that's where <laughs> we're supposed to be hey coach congratulations you've been part of the staff in fact you played at Platteville right Correct.
8: Yeah. So uh, obviously this year marked my 20th year uh, putting on the orange and blue. So I showed up on campus in
4: 2002, man. And uh, you played quarterback there for four years,
8: uh, loosely played quarterback. yes. <laughs> Can- I, I, I was, uh, I was uh, <laughs> like, I, I tell everyone I was a 41 game starter one as a quarterback and 40 as a holder, so don't fact-check me on that. <laughs> um, that uh, but, that, that's, yeah, that's the, that's the deal. I showed up as a quarterback with a local kid from southwest Wisconsin and um, was able to walk on for football and baseball and do some things.
4: Where'd you go to high school?
8: Uh, Highland High School.
4: Man, good for you. Do you know, Coach, what I love about that, and, and, and Swindle's probably tired of hearing me say this, but I love guys from the state of Wisconsin that are coaching – at colleges and the state, because the, the 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 idea of having kids from the state of Wisconsin get a chance to play at the next level, you know the importance and how well some of these high school kids are being coached, and for 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 you to be able to give these kids a chance to come to Platteville and play. Um, man, I just think it's, it's, it's a wonderful transition and you understand the importance of kids playing college football. And if they want an opportunity, Platteville it will give them a chance.
8: Yeah. Well, 100%. I think it, it means more, right? When you're from the state and you're a cheese head and you're born and raised on Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers and the home nine yards, you just, uh, get into that uh, opportunity to pay it forward. And, and. Once upon a time, uh, somebody did that to me, and you, you, as a coach, you, know, you, you have that opportunity to do that, and, and it's nice to keep everything in the state. Well, not just in the state, but in the family, being
5: your connection to Platteville, having played there and having coached there for as long as you have, you know, I, I went through your, your press conference, the, the clippings when you were hired, and, and there was something that just jumped out at me, Mike, when I read this, and um, Coach Munn said, Platteville is my home. Platteville means more to me than to someone else, and I can't think of anybody I would rather have in that position be the new head coach
8: at Platteville than somebody who can say that. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. and It's true. Like, again, uh, a half hour away, Highland's a half hour away, and you're going there for a prime rib sandwich or you're lost, <laughs> one, one of the two, right? But Platteville was the big city for us, right? That's where we went and got, uh, went to a movie and, and had a date night and stuff like that, and yeah. so from a young age, you just you didn't appreciate that until you get in that atmosphere now like with all due respect you're a leader in that community and it's it's pretty cool. Let's talk a
5: little bit uh, coach if, if we can about the the task at hand at yep. at Platteville. Last year Platteville was 4 and 6, but four of your losses were to teams in the top 17 in the country and you had four losses by six points or less. So like you guys were right there. Yep. Right there. So so what do you have to do now
8: to kind of close that gap? Uh yeah, just uh, some of its a belief system a little bit. Uh, we were really young, you know. If on paper, that whole uh, COVID deal kind of had most of our seniors graduate early and not stick around. Uh, so on paper, you saw it. We actually only started three seniors. Uh, you know, it, it's it's nice now because you're returning a bunch of underclassmen. Right. But at the time, it's tough to go through that, and so. I think that year was just getting back in the swing of things and figuring out who we were after a year off. And, you know, that's the hardest part with Division III and what people don't maybe realize is uh, we took the whole season off. We never competed for over 700 days. Wow. And, you know, you just had to relearn a few practices. And I think we're able to do that. Um, We got a good group of uh, guys that believe that they're there for the right reasons and they can compete at the national level. But we tell them the same things. They told them, and, and yeah, it's one or two points here, but it's still one or two points. You, you own four and six because that's what we got, and you look at what we can change, and, and a few things here and there, and before you know it, we're sitting on top of the conference.
4: You know, coach, um, the fact that again, you, you you understand the whole, you know, the the what UW platform means, um, the the. Uh, academics at, at Platteville are—that's a difficult school to go through. So when you're talking to a kid from the state of Wisconsin that says, "Hey, I'm I'm interested in coming playing football at Platteville." Um what is what is your you're sitting down in the kitchen table with this player and his mom and dad? What do you talk about? Um, how difficult it is for that transition as a senior in high school to then come to Platteville and and try to get on the field and take care of your business in the classroom? What's that conversation like?
8: Yeah, I mean, at first obviously starts as you're a big fish as a senior right and and everyone wants to be a big fish, but you're starting over and it doesn't make a difference where you go in college. That's the nature of the beast, and I think we all understand that. A huge draw to Platteville, at least for me, and, and this is where you know I'm, I'm a head football coach in title, but I went to school for business finance, so I'm gonna use that degree here for a little bit. Um, we are the number one return on investment school in the state of Wisconsin. So for the past five years, and for some reason, people don't know a lot about this, but we've been the lowest cost institution in the state, and we have the highest starting salaries coming out. You know, our, our grads are, are getting anywhere from fifty seven to sixty thousand dollars as a twenty two year old. And a lot of times, you know, they think about platteville Rural, Southwest Wisconsin, engineering, things of that sort. Um, that whole thing has transitioned and changed too quite a bit. And you we always tell people that we're gonna we're gonna show you a difference. And you know, since I've been there, we've put almost three hundred and fifty million dollars into the university over the last 20 years, right? And so every time you come on campus, something new is coming. And even, you know, this year, we're gonna unveil a new uh, building that's a $55 million complex and the biology is getting an upgrade and the student center and the whole nine yards. And so it's just, I think it's rewriting that narrative of what Platteville was is not what it is today. It's also understanding that cost is a huge factor and at division three level, we can't give you athletic scholarships. We all know that, but with how our costs are driven in the state system and that's likewise of any uw system school um, we're able to compete with division two talent and division one AA, and, and so that's where we continue to keep our guys in state and we give it a viable option for uh, kids to stay in wisconsin and great, get a great education and continue to uh, play football yeah i mean i would say platteville and i've it's been a while since i've been on the campus
5: coach but i can tell you that um, I was very impressed with everything that that uh, was football-related yep. anyway. Um, just great facilities. I don't know some of that's still a holdover from the days when the Bears used to, you know, train <laughs> yeah. at Platteville. They yeah, used to do their summer training there. But just fantastic, beautiful stadium, huge stadium. Yep. Um, just a, a great situation. And, you know, in some ways, you know, your location might work against you. But then again, for some, it works for them, right?
8: Correct. I mean, you know, being where you're located. so yeah. it all depends on your perception on that, I guess. And that's always been location, location, location. I get all that sort of stuff, but it's the right place for everyone that's playing on our team, and that's that's what we tell everybody. It's you gotta like it. You gotta like it here because this is what it is. We can't change it. And I, I always, and again, maybe just blinded because I've been in that area my whole life, but. Platteville never leaves you, and you never leave Platteville no matter what, and I think that makes it special. He,
4: yeah. he is Ryan Munns. He is the new head football coach at Platteville. And what I love, when you look at his bio, and some, when you're a head football coach, if you're willing to put your transformational purpose statement right online. And and coach, I look, not everybody will do that because somebody can come up to you and say, look, I've read this about you, you know, make sure that we're doing this for my kids, but it is coaching allows me to provide guidance and leadership to student athletes by encouraging them to dream big and to assist them in developing a plan that will transform their life. You don't see anywhere in there where he says, look, we want to win this conference. I want your kid to maybe play at the next level. None of that is in this purpose statement. And so if I'm a parent or a grandparent of a kid that can play at the Division three level in the best Division three football conference in the country, and I've got a head coach, a new head coach, who understands the, the, the Platteville way and then puts that line, out, I, I am definitely going to talk to Coach Munz to say, look, maybe this is a perfect place for my son. Hey, last thing, Jessica and J.J. must look pretty good in orange, huh?
8: <laughs> yeah, hey, they're they're born and bred there, right? I met Jess at Platteville and J.J.'s too, and uh, we got one on the way, so the family keeps growing. Matt, and, and just one more
5: thing, Mike, before we let them go, um, they opened September 1st at Michigan
4: Tech. I saw that. And, uh,
5: coach, my son played at Michigan Tech. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you it may not snow
8: on September first, <laughs> yeah. Michigan. That's why we scheduled it early. We got we we know we know you go to that Lake effect. We get it still going to be 50, but to yeah. be good football weather.
4: 50-50. Yeah. Well, I might bet right now. There's three inches by then. I'm not sure. What, hey, uh, Coach, when's the baby due?
8: August. Great timing, right? Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, man. that was a great Christmas present, and it was what we were excited as a family, and my wife. My wife said uh, put put the uh, the test in the in the stocking and I was excited and I started to go I go, Oh no Boy, boy. he's doing
5: the math doing with the, math. the calendar <laughs> yeah, I go, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> when he's hugging her, he's got his fingers going, Let me think now. One, two, three, four. That's yeah. Hey, thank goodness coach, you've got family up in that area because Jess will be there'll be a lot of people willing to jump in.
8: Yes, there always there always is and always has been, it's been awesome.
4: He is Ryan Munson. Hey, Coach, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, again, I look forward to having you on um, more in the, in the future. And, and thank you for recruiting uh, the kids from the state of Wisconsin.
8: Awesome. Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Um, like I said before, um was a great place, and the door is always open. So you got to come take a look.
4: I love the fact that on that statement he encourages the student-athletes to dream big. He is Ryan Munns, the head football coach at UW-Platteville. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Coach Tom Swiddle, he is at next level. For the WFCA Combine, we'll get a chance to talk to associate head football coach at the University of Minnesota Duluth on the other side of the break. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented By your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. We get it.
3: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, head football coach at Milwaukee, Vincent he is Tom Swiddle. Hey Tom, before we get to our next guest, everything at the W at the combine going through uh, going pretty well right now, I hear.
5: Very well. It is uh, extremely well run. once again, uh, Tony Biolo has done a fantastic job with the organization of this. Uh, we're in the middle of our defensive line testing at, at the moment. Um, the offensive line got off without a hitch from what I could tell. And we probably have in the area of around 90 to 100 college coaches who um, will be here at some point today. So, uh, once again, the Combine is doing really well.
4: Boy, that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, and I'm, it's good to hear that many college coaches. You know, it just feels like we're almost back to normal, right?
5: Yeah. We're, if, it's, if we're not there, we're very close to being back to where we were.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. We are now joined by the associate head football coach at University of Minnesota Duluth. He John Steger. John, how you doing?
3: I'm good. Great to be here. Yeah, it does feel like it's back to normal for a change. So.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, getting if not a hundred percent, but at least feeling like it's it's close again. Hey, John, give us your background and in, in how you ended up at uh, University of Minnesota Duluth.
3: Yeah, I've been there a, a long time. I I was. Uh, uh, I came there in 1999 um, with Bob Nielsen. We were at UW-Eau Claire for six years from 92 to 98. Um, Before that, I spent some time in Texas, grew up in Iowa, went to a small college there. Um, I I was at Duluth from 99 to 2010 and then spent two years at Southern Illinois then came back to Duluth. So I've had the opportunity to coach at every level. Um, and, uh, you know, we were just talking, I was talking with Travis. I've been to every one of these combines except one. I was at the very first one uh, back out at Arrowhead. I think it was me, Tim Polisek, who was at North Dakota State at the time, and Tyler Yelk, who was at uh, Western Illinois. So this has been a big piece to us recruiting the state of Wisconsin. And right now we have over 40 guys on our roster from Wisconsin, so we've had a really good run up there, won a couple national championships in, in Division II, and I think we've been in the postseason season 14, the last 15 years. So Wisconsin has been a big piece of that puzzle over the years. And, Coach, what you just said is is music to
5: both my ears and to to Mike's ears because, you know, we we want the the coaches on uh, our show to – have rosters that reflect the importance of Wisconsin. And, and I went on your, your roster, and I counted them up myself. And, boy, you you not only have them from the state of Wisconsin, but from all over the
3: state of Wisconsin. Yeah, we, we've recruited it really hard over the years. You know, I think part of that was when we left Eau Claire in 98, when we went to Duluth, there were only three guys from the state of Wisconsin on the roster. And, um, you know, obviously with the the way the state's set up here, um, you know, you've got the Badgers, but then, you know, obviously the state league is a hell of a Division III league, probably the best in the country. But to be able to go in with some scholarship money helped, and, and you know, obviously that's changed. I think over the last 20 years, especially, um, Wisconsin's gotten a lot more competitive. But, um, you know, our location, we're right on the border, so it's been it's been really good. And yeah, we've been all all four corners. You know, we're uh, you know we're looking for obviously good students and and uh, good athletes.
4: Hey, John, i got to tell you that, and I just figured this out, Uh, you've got a kid on your roster from Brookfield Academy, Johnny Jensen. And at 11 o'clock, we do a thing called the Current Electric um, Superhero of the Week, and his younger brother, uh, Jonah Jensen, is this week's Current Electric Superhero of the Week. He's going to the Air Force Academy, and uh, what a great family.
3: Yeah, tremendous, tremendous. Johnny's a really good player. He's our starting nickel uh, for us. He'll be a senior. Has had a really good run there. So he was kind of an undersized DB, kind of a diamond in the rough when we recruited him five years ago. But he's had a really good career at Duluth. And and uh, yeah, his brother's a little different player. Jonah's a little bit bigger, bigger guy. And and uh, but but very similar traits. Hard nosed. Um worked really hard and, and just a great kid. Really good family. Hey, is
4: is Johnny a quiet kid? Because Jonah's a pretty quiet kid.
3: Uh Johnny's got a little bit more, I would say a little bit more
4: personality
3: than than uh, Jonah does in terms of being outward, but still fairly reserved. But uh yeah, Jonah's really uh Jonah, you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, short answers from Jonah, that's for sure. Oh, so. and
4: you know what? I'm hundred percent Irish, I don't mind that. That just means I get to talk <laughs> more, I guess. Hey, um, uh, Coach Switzer, when you talked about looking at the roster, I've done that as well. And I can tell you what, this, this uh, program obviously has had a ton of success, and there isn't any doubt that the Wisconsin kids have had a big a big um, reason, I think, as to the amount of success that uh, this program has had. And, again, I want to thank their coaching staff for understanding the importance of, of getting some Wisconsin kids on the roster. And, Coach Swiddle, you and I just uh, are a big part of that. We, we just believe in it so much.
5: We do. And, and I know that uh, Minnesota Duluth does a great job in recruiting. I mean, obviously, when you just look at uh, the number of Wisconsin players up there, but, you know, I've had a couple of my guys when I've been around at Tulsa East and Brookfield East and other places where I've been a head coach, um, I've had a couple guys go up there, and they really like it. And, uh, you know, so, you know, you've got a lot of things working for you, Coach. You've got great facilities. You've got tradition that you already mentioned, that you've won a couple national championships at, uh, at Duluth, um, you know, Give us some, some uh, ideas of, of what's happening right now with the program, where you are head any new things yeah. coming
3: up that yeah, you know we're coming off a nine and two season, we made it to the playoffs. Uh, the NCAA playoffs again. Uh, we were co conference champs. Um, and you're in a really good league. We are in a, I, you know, the, the one thing I, you know, I've kind of been through this whole deal. We, we, the NSIC is really, I think, you know, you go back in the day when I first started, you know, the NCC was a hell of a league. And that, you know, all those schools are 1AA now. So I think it's really the premier Division II league in the upper Midwest, you know, so. Um, I think the league has gotten a lot better, and and it's really competitive, and it's really good football. Um, and so, you know, we're coming off a nine and two year. We had a we had a pretty young football team, um, so we're really excited about the uh, about the upcoming year um, heading into this year. Kurt Weezy's our head coach. Um, he grew up in Stoughton, so we got Wisconsin ties all over the place. You <laughs> know, uh, spent some time at UW Stevens Point. So, um, as as a player back in the day, but. Um, yeah, we're we're looking to continue it. You know, I think our worst season in the last uh, 15 years is 8-3, and three, so we're like 142-25 and 25 in the last 15 years. So we've had a really good run. But like you said, I, I can't stress enough, you know, we've had all this success basically with Wisconsin and Minnesota kids. You know, we've got – we got probably eight to 10 kids on our roster that are from outside of Wisconsin or Minnesota. That's it. You know, I say they add a little flavor, but uh, <laughs> you know, our, our, meat and potatoes is, is, is really Wisconsin and, and Minnesota. And I think, you know, I think that's a credit to the high school coaches, um, you know, and, and, and whether it's a big school, small schools, I think the state association of Wisconsin and I've been around a lot, I think is as strong as, as any association in the country, you know, and I spent some time in Texas um you know all you got to do is go to the state clinic to figure that out you know so have, have a lot of respect for for what those guys have done and the guys I've dealt with over the years um I've been recruiting the state since 1992 so you know you get to to know some people you know I know just about where every high school is and maybe a few good places to eat but uh, <laughs> you know, that's about it. So. maybe a few good places to get a beer yeah too. no doubt no <laughs> doubt no doubt <laughs>
4: Hey John, I got to tell you that uh, I'm sure you're happy that Chris Garnett is out of your league. Um, he was uh, Chris Garrett, excuse me. He was a kid that uh, I used to go to church with, and uh, his family sat right behind me. And I never heard Chris sing in church. He was so quiet, never said anything. Then I coached his younger brother in basketball. His younger brother he talked the whole time. But uh, Chris Garrett's obviously on the Rams uh, uh, the Rams roster, and he did some unbelievable things in your conference.
3: Yeah, he was a really good player. You know, it's, our league is, you know, at that time it was a 16-team league. It was split up into north and south, and, and Concordia was in the south. We're in the north, so we only played – we only got the chance to and, – and probably good for us, but to play them twice. So I think I saw him when he was – a a redshirt freshman or a freshman and a junior, you know, so, but he was a dominant player in our league and it's always good to see guys from our league, you know, have some success at the next level. You know, we've had some guys throughout the years and, and uh, um, I think it's going to continue. I think there's some guys in our league that, you know, we've got, and I, like I said, I've coached at every level. There's some division one players in our league that guys miss on, you know, it's just the way it is. I always, one thing I like to tell kids in recruiting, you know, when you think about it, you know, the NFL spends millions of dollars every year on the draft, right? And they screw it up all the time, you know, and that's with 22-year-olds. And, and we're really trying to project where an 18-year-old is going to be, how he's going to mature, um, what his body's going to look like, how much he loves the game, um, you know, how life's going to work out. And, you know, for some guys, I think the biggest thing for kids, my advice always is you got to find the right fit. I, you know, I know I went to a little Division three school, had a great experience for myself wouldn't change it for the world. I've got friends I've had my whole life. I mean, kids, kids get caught up, and we all do, maybe on the Division One thing or the big thing. But really, you want to find a place you're going to have a great experience, um, compete at a high level, and, and be around some good people. That's really what you should be looking for in recruiting.
4: John Sager, thank you so much. Associate Head Football Coach, University of Minnesota Duluth. He's out at the WFCA Combine at next level. We're going to get to a break. The other side of the break, we're going to talk to Ryan Olson. He is uh, at South Dakota State University. He's the run game coordinator, offensive line coach, and we'll get to Ryan on the other side. This is the Majeurs Family Foundation, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show, presented by your local Pick and Save Stores, on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. See, I'm no Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by your local Pick and Save stores. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host. He is Milwaukee Vincent Head Coach Tom Swiddle. He's out at Next Level for this year's WFCA Combine. Uh, We are now joined by Ryan Olson. He is uh, coaching at uh, South Dakota State University. He is the run game coordinator and offensive line coach. Hey, Coach, how you been? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing well, yeah, doing really well. He is a Wisconsin native, and I don't care what he says; he's still a cheesehead in my my view. <laughs> Absolutely, at a boy. Hey, Coach, um, the the combine that our WFCA does here, and I'm sure that you've been to others in different states and throughout the country. I don't know if if anybody does it as well as the WFCA.
2: I don't think so. You know, you go to some other places, and uh, they're they're trying to get a lot of kids through in a short amount of time, and the the amount of planning, the organization, and the execution here is uh, really high level and makes it easy for coaches like myself to get eyes on a lot of kids uh, in a short amount of time, and um, really valuable for the kids, valuable for us. You guys do a great job. Well, thank you.
5: We appreciate it, but I have to tell you, one of the reasons why this combine is is so successful is because people like you show up and you know, Mike, when, when you have division one programs that come and and watch our kids um, and you know, some of our players today are going to get offers right here at the combine. And then you have a program like South Dakota state that made the national semifinals last year. Um, You know, we've got high powered programs and high powered coaches here so, Coach Olson, we we thank you for for coming. That is for sure. So, just your initial impressions today. You've seen the offensive linemen, the defensive linemen are going now. You see anybody out there you guys like? Yeah,
6: yeah.
5: <laughs> we don't, we can't ask names can't, or anything. I can't
2: give any names, but no, there, there's a lot of uh, really impressive-looking kids out there running around, and it just shows the uh, there's a lot of high-level high school football being played in the state. So. And uh, Mike, I don't know if you you saw that in in
5: Ryan's bio, but you know, here's a young man who was a starting tackle at Whitewater and was a part of three national championship teams there. So he's got that championship pedigree.
4: Yeah, he. I look at his picture. He doesn't look big enough to block my grandson anymore. I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> you know, Coach. You look awfully good for for an ex offensive lineman. I'm telling you that. Hey, Coach. When, when you get a chance to, to talk to kids, the high school level, when when you start, when you talk about uh, the program at South Dakota State and what it is to be a Jackrabbit, what where do you start with that?
2: Uh, I think for me and I think for us, it always starts with people. Uh, and you know, we're blessed with a lot of really nice stuff. We have great facilities. In my opinion, we have the best stadium at our level in FCS football. Um, you know, we have, uh, we're have we blessed with a great coaching staff and, and uh, our campus is beautiful and all that. But I think it, it just goes back to the people. And what I always tell kids is when you're talking about uh, really any experience that you have in your life, in my opinion, whether it's a job, whether it's where you go to school, uh, it always comes back to the people that you were surrounded by. And that's what creates the experience. So I always tell kids, and our head coach, John Steglmeyer says this, when you come back for your reunion in 20 years, you're not going to come back and hug the goalpost or the weight rack or something like that, you're going to hug a teammate, you know. So uh, we, we always talk about our team, the culture in our locker room, and just the people that you're going to be surrounded by at, at SDSU. So that's, that's really where it starts.
5: Well, and the culture must be really working for you because, as I said before, you um, you know not only made it to the national semifinals uh, one game away from the championship game, but you are the only team that beat the national champions last year in North Dakota State.
2: Yeah. Tell
5: us about that game. How
2: exciting was that? Because yeah. they don't lose many games. No, they don't. They don't. And uh, you know, they—I want to be complimentary of those guys. You know, I've known some of those guys on their staff for a long time, and, and they certainly do a great job and have a great program up there. But um, I think—I think the number, if I'm not mistaken, I think we beat them four of the last five times we played them. So it's—it's um, it's a great rivalry. I know our kids really get up for that game, and so do theirs. And uh, you know, it's over over the last probably 10 years, it's been it's been pretty hard fought. Um, but. Uh, that's that's a it's a great environment whether it's at our place or their place it's always sold out and uh, you get great crowds and it's uh that's a fun one for sure.
5: Well and and you guys certainly don't duck anybody
2: besides you know playing those tough conference teams you play you guys open at Iowa next year. We do we do and I know our kids will be up for that one we actually uh, we played Colorado State last year as our and, FBS and you beat them and I think we beat them by a couple scores so I know our kids are gonna go in there uh, clear eyed and, and ready to roll and maybe we catch those guys on their heels, you know, but, uh, that'll be a fun one too.
4: Hey coach, you know, you've coached at a number of different schools, but it's, it's got to be, um, did you get nervous anymore before games? And, and look here, you, you play at some, some really cool stadiums and and some huge crowds. Does that part come into it at all anymore?
2: Uh, I'd, I'd be lying if I told you I didn't, I didn't have some butterflies before every game. You know, I think that just shows you that it, that it means something to you. Um, But, I don't know, I'll tell you, my first uh, college game as a coach, I was at Missouri Western State University, and I remember we played at Central Missouri, and I don't think I've ever been more nervous for a game, I think there was about, you know, 7,000 people in the crowd down in, like, Warrensville, Missouri, and I thought, uh, or Warrensburg, I thought... uh, I'm like, man, this is the big time. I've hit it. You know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. would, next year
5: you're going to Iowa. <laughs> and then the next year you're going
2: to Iowa. So it's uh, – I don't know, man. It, to me it never gets old. There's always a little bit of that in there, and I think that's part of what makes it really fun. But, I people, love – Mike, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I
4: love that answer, Tom, because I, you know what? I, I, all the years I coached high school basketball, and it didn't matter who we played. I always just – I always got a little nervous before every game.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think there's – I think if you feel butterflies, you're feeling the way you should feel before a game. If you go in there and you're not feeling that, I question, you know, are you ready for it? But, you know, um, Mike, uh, I just want you to know, Ryan left an impression on me, and I shared this with him before um, this segment. Um, He spoke on our uh, Zoom clinics that we were doing. You remember those things just from a couple years ago. And I was so impressed by what he did. I actually emailed him. Because what what he's running, what they were doing is, is stuff that I run, and he had a nice wrinkle to it, so I actually emailed Ryan and he shared some film with me and so uh, there's not a lot of coaches Ryan I asked that for believe me, but you're one of them so thank you so much for helping me out.
2: that's you know that's what it's about I think uh, i' I don't there's nothing that I do that I uh, made up myself you know I everything that I do I either learn from the guys I play for or from coaches I've worked for or people I've watched at clinics. And I think uh, if you're going to hang out of stuff, you're going to hide it. You're, you're being stingy. You've got you to give back, and then maybe something will come back around your way later on. Yeah, you know? well,
5: this is one high school coach that appreciated I'm telling you.
4: That's awesome. He is Ryan Olson. He is a coach at South Dakota State University. He's the run game coordinator and the offensive line coach. And uh, he can he can coach you anywhere he wants in the country. Because I know he's still a chief set. He's watching the green and gold. In fact, they they picked somebody from your conference last night.
2: They did. They did, yeah. Our uh, I think there was – there in the first three rounds, I think there might have been like six or seven FCS kids that got yep. picked. And, uh, I think we're, we're hoping to have one here come off here real soon. If he hasn't already, I've been checking my phone. But um, it's, a, it's a heck of a league, man. And I think people are starting to figure out it really doesn't matter – where you start, it's where you finish, right? So, 100. Yeah. We're hoping to have a few next year too that I think are going to catch in people's eyes.
5: And I'm sure there's a lot of D- Division One, you know, the, the FBS people who don't want anything to do with you guys. So
2: I'm sure it's hard to, for you guys to find games. Yeah, we. Uh, it's you'd have to talk to our ID about that, I guess. But I know uh, these things get scheduled like seven, eight years in advance. Yeah. You know, and I think I think I don't know if Colorado State maybe. We can get, we can get a little closer to that game and think, man. What were we thinking? I don't know. But, uh, no, we'll,
4: we'll take them all on. Yeah, you guys will do great. Hey, thank you, Coach. Thank you so much. He is again Ryan Olson, South Dakota State University. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, our current electric superhero of the week will join us. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented. By your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Now with the
5: MLB app, you can get baseball your way.